Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hey there, Mona Me. It's Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. You know how we do. Come on, sitting in, join me as we get into talking about what wisdom has in store for us now. And I'm just going to go on and say it. It's time for you to gather your seeds. So today we'll be talking about not only how to gather them, but where to find them. And if you can't find them, how to make them. So yes, come on in the room and help me uh, help yourself as we start learning how to gather these seeds and get ready for what's coming ahead. I will talk to you in the room. See you soon. Thank you so much for joining me. It is time for us to get into this. And so we're going to be talking about seeds uh, and the fact that it's time for us to be gathering and even making our seeds. And I uh, am so thankful for wisdom. Thank you, wisdom, uh, for always uh, coming with a timely instruction for us to not be in the dark and to know what time it is. And I'll be talking a little bit about that in our conversation today. So let's get into it. So you know how we do around here when it's when it's called for, we go back to the definitions. And so today I'm going to be going back to the etymology of the word seed and then what it has become now. So looking at the etymology of the word, um, it comes from the old English and it's got a noun version, which is the seed. And it's got a verb version, which is the action of seed. And some very interesting things come out of this. Okay. So when we look at the uh, seed back in the day, uh, it meant that which may be sown. It was an individual grain of seed. It was the offspring, the posterity, if you will. And it became known as it, as it migrated through old English into old, uh, from Proto-Germanic, also from Old Norse. So we're really kind of like dealing with this westernized version of the word seed, which come, came from sayat and sad and all of that and seti even. Uh, it became known as the offspring or the progeny. Now, this is the thing that I want us to realize so that you can understand that seed permeates every area of our life. So it's not just about seed for money, seed for children. It's it's not about that. It's about getting the seed and recognizing it in every area of our life, because the word seed is actually part of the word semen, where we get the seed that must be fertilized in the womb for for birth and all of that. So that's the noun. Now, the verb version, uh, it 
came about where they started using the word seed as an action in around the uh, the late 1300s. And that meant to flower or fur- flourish or even to produce more seed. We'll be getting to that in a minute. And then it went on and migrated on down through the 1400s, all the way down to the um, late 19th century, which would have been like 1890s, where it meant to uh, sow with seed and then to uh, start to get very clever with seed germination to the point where they borrowed the term seed from cultivation and agriculture to sporting events. We still use it today, especially if you look at tennis and you look at the Wimbledon, uh, you'll look and see where they have quote unquote seeded uh, players with different numbers or rankings. And they did this because they had started to learn when you sow seed that you needed to give seed time to prove itself. Because what you never wanted to do was to take all of your good seed and put it all together. Because the strong seeds will fight each other and they'll knock each other out and you won't end up with a harvest of the best seed. And so what they would do is they would make it where they spread out the best seeds to interact with the weaker seeds. And in in turn, the better seeds would still continue to thrive, but they would make the weaker seeds either die or get stronger. So you're seeding your seeds with strong seeds to make everything rise. It's kind of like all uh, tides lift the ships kind of thing. And I know I probably made that messy, Uh, but that is how we got, got where we are today with our understanding. So now if we go and we look at the definition of seeds, we can look at it and we can say that it is the fertilized, the matured oval of a flowering plant containing an embryo and a rudiment of a rudimentary plant. So it is the smallest essence of a fertilized portion that's ready for growth. I used to get it confused when I was young, when I thought that the seed was just the thing. And the seed is not. The seed is that prepared, fertilized, or um, ready to go, meaning it's got not only the component that I thought was the seed, but it also has the catalyst that will cause the seed to grow, meaning it's been fertilized, okay? All right. And I learned that when my grandfather finally explained to me the difference between the eggs, the chicken eggs. <laughs> but I'm not going to go into that today because I spent too much time on this intro anyway. So thank y'all for sticking with me in my stories. I got a few more for you, but let's just get on to it. OK, so now that we have a somewhat good understanding about what a seed is and what it means to seed and how we got the term of seeded to strengthen what we're working with, I think we're in a pretty good um, area to keep moving on. So today what we're going to be talking about is hopefully uh, we'll be able to give a pretty good conversation on uh, where to find your seeds, how where how to learn to make your seeds if you don't know where your seeds are because you can actually make them, um, how to gather them, and then how to nurture them and why we need to be in uh, a seed hunting or seed making time now. Okay. All right. So let's get into it. So the first thing I want to talk about is to, is where are your seeds? Okay. So the first thing I want you to understand is, is that seeds are all around you for your use. They really are. 
And the biggest thing that we want to start getting in the habit of as wisdom would have us do this is to start looking for our seeds. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to say is go back to your roots, go back to your foundation, go back to those things that you believe make you inherently you. Now, what makes you inherently you might be your lineage from your your peoples. It might be what you do as a profession or it might be your emotions, how you, you think of yourself. But whatever you think of as your roots, go back there. And that is going to be a good starting point for you to start to find these seeds. Now, you might be saying, well, Michelle, what are you talking about? What I'm talking about is a lot of people don't realize that purpose is a seed. And don't don't roll your eyes and be like, I don't know what my purpose is or here we go. No, for some people, that is where your roots are. That is the seed that you're going to take and grow, nurture, and finally be able to harvest. And uh, how many times have you seen people that have made it and they said, well, it just started when I started doing this. Or it's kind of like they had a bit of serendipity where they just wanted to do something that was inherently them and it took off. That is what I'm talking about when I talk about the area of going back to your roots, of going back to the things that you would inherently already do and then giving them an opportunity to grow and to start the, uh, the the germination process, the gestation process of growing into something that's highly useful, okay? So that's one way. way. The next way of where to find your seeds is to um, go and look at what has been giving you returns or giving you back something or giving you profit or giving you more time. That is going to be an area that will seed for you. Now, when I was growing up, <laughs> there used to be terms that they're still around, but I just don't hear them as much being, you know, in the city, if you will. But I, I remember during certain times of the year when um, it was coming to the end of the season and uh, my my grand uncle would say things like, oh no, I'm not gonna cut that field back. I'm gonna let it go to seed. And I'll be like, go to seed? What did he mean? And little did I know that if you um, continue to allow plants to go through certain processes, they will get to the maturity point where they stop just growing and then they start producing seeds to create more of themselves. And so for some of you, there are going to be areas where they have been throwing off things for you for so long. And in some of those areas, you need to let a little of it, quote unquote, go to seed. And to go to seed means that you in the, in the cycle of it's growing and you start to harvest the seed. And that's going to look good for some people and bad for others because some of you in those areas, going to seed means ending a cycle. Yeah. And then taking the seed of what it gave you to start a new cycle. And, it, and like I said, it's going to be painful because sometimes it might be scary. Sometimes it might be you're ending something that has naturally come to a conclusion, but because it was so good to you, you don't want to end it. And for those of you that this is your thing, you're already getting what I'm talking about without me having to go any more into detail. So I'm going to let that sit there because I feel like wisdom is saying, yep, I, I've made it clear to them. You don't have to, you know, give them specifics. So 
Go with that. That's wisdom talking to you right through there. Mm -hmm. So now, now that we've talked about where you can find some seed, that is go back to your roots or look at areas that have been consistently providing you with stuff and look at the areas that it's time for you to let them go to seed, if you will. For some people, you might be saying, Michelle, I don't I don't see any of that. None of that rings true for me. Don't worry. I got you, boo. I sure do. So we're going to talk about learning how to make your seeds. Mm -hmm. Now, with learning how to make your seeds, this is an area that I have been blessed to work in for a very long time. And the reason why I say that is because each and every person has the ability to make seed out of thin air if you need to. Yes, you do. And it's called the creative ability. And don't say I'm not creative. Every person is creative, no matter what you do or what you think. And the reason why you're creative is because you create a cycle of breath and intake every day. When you breathe in, you take in air. And when you expel out, you, you expel out carbon dioxide, carbon dioxide. So that in and of itself is a creative process. So everybody creates. And the greatest way to start making seed is to start being creative in the ways that you can. Now, this is not just for the artistic, the musical, the, the quote unquote talented. Mm -mm. This is for the person who is saying, okay, I know I need to make seed. This is really starting to resonate with me. So where can I start? And I'm going to give you something that is just amazing. Um, when we first, in America, that is, I can't speak for other places, but when we first started having to socially distance and stay home uh, way back in March, there was the funniest thing that happened. And at first I was just looking at it straight on. But there is something about wisdom that will always cause you to go back and respect a situation so that you look at it again and get the lessons that she's trying to tell you. And so when we went in, one of the things that besides toilet paper that there was a run on was yeast. Yeah, a lot of people wanted to make their own bread. And after a few weeks, most of the stores were like, I can't find yeast. One of my siblings even sent something in our sibling um, app that said, can y'all find yeast? I can't find yeast. Now, let me just say this. I have never heard that sibling say that they were going to make bread as an adult. They may have, but I just never heard them talk about it. And I was scratching my head like, why are they trying to look for yeast? Now, I keep yeast. I do. Because from time to time, I've been known to make a loaf or a roll here and there or even a honey bun. Yes, don't judge me. So I have yeast. I'm like, okay, whatever. And at first, I just laughed and scratched my head. It was like, you know, first world problems, you know, in the, in the age of, um, pandemics. But as I was going back through and wisdom has been talking with me about what stages we're moving through and what to get prepared for and what to harvest and what to do, I was reminded that the reason why people were looking for yeast is because they were looking for seed. Now, if we look at what does flower, F-L-O-U-R, what does flower symbolize? Because Everything. There's no such thing as coincidence and everything has a message for us if we would just dig. Remember Brandon Sanderson's famous um, statement from uh, his Mistborn series uh, where he talks about there's always another secret. That's what I'm talking about. So flower symbolizes home and warmth. 
but it also symbolizes uh, your ability to take it, to arrange it, to solve problems and obstacles. And so that's why flower is usually a favorable sign that you're going to have strong health and joyfulness. And I was like, wow, okay, <laughs> you know, flower, who would have thought? But if you think about it, uh, we got uh, domesticated, a lot of, uh, of it was around wheat, around that, that, that plant where we move from hunter-gatherers to agriculturalists on up to industrialists, now to technologists. So flower is kind of like the seed of how we matriculate through life all just from looking at that symbol. So when we had uh, a run on yeast, uh, we had people wanting, whether they knew it consciously or subconsciously, they were wanting that warm hearth, that home. Then they were wanting to be able to solve problems and get around obstacles so that they could then start the process of getting on new journeys, okay? So this is the thing that people don't realize when they, if they would stop that usually you can make yeast. Yeast is all around us. Yeast is in the air. And you can actually pull yeast out of the air with, are you ready for this? You can make your own yeast with a little bit of water, flour, a container, and air. Mm -hmm. You can make your yeast. So if the average person had any kind of flour, whether it was wheat flour, white flour, you know, whole grain flour, whatever, you could make your own yeast. So you can make your own seed. Now, you might be saying, okay, that's good for, for baking, Michelle, but how, how, do, how do I make my own seed? Now, I've already said about your creative abilities, but the next thing is you can make your own seed by starting with that, that simple thing that you have and that you know you can rely on. Uh, when I was a, a child, my grandmother, have you ever had it where you go, you want a snack and you look around, you're like, there's nothing to eat. Well, we used to do that at my grandmother's and we'd be like, there's nothing to eat. And my grandmother would go into the kitchen and lo and behold, we'd hear, you know, stuff being moved and, and we would look around and there was a cake, maybe a pie or some cookies. And she had taken flour, a little bit of sugar and butter and milk and uh, salt and, and, flavorings and put them together and mixed it up and throw it in the oven. And next thing you know, we've got cake or, you know, cookies or whatever it was that she would go in there and use. And it's because a lot of times we have gotten away from seeing the foundations of what it takes to make seed. Uh, case in point, uh, monies. So a lot of people are, are having to deal with their new relationship of money, of how money comes to you, how you gather money, how you grow money and the like. Uh, because a lot of people are having to move from the understanding that money comes from a job to understanding that money comes from seed. Okay. And so instead of using the job that's no longer there, a lot of people are breaking that down to the smallest component where they're doing uh, services and offering goods to get money. And so it's the same thing, going back down to where you're thinking you need this big prepackaged packet of yeast where you could just use flour, water, a container, and some air and come up with the same thing. 
So it's just learning how, when you're making your seed, how to break it down. Just like when I said where to find your seeds, going back to your roots and looking at the foundations, same thing. But I, I've, I'm trying to give you two per. So whereas I said where to find your seeds would be either to go back to your roots or to look at where you could uh, find uh, established things that are throwing off seed right here in learning to make your seed, you can look for your creative abilities or you can look for ways to do something based on the skills that you had from your job, if you don't have that now, to be able to break that down to make something that will generate seed for you. All right. So now the next thing is, is maybe you say, Michelle, I already got that. Or all of these things are, I know what you're, what you're saying. My next question is, well, if you do, are you gathering your seed? And the reason why I ask that is because we are clearly in seed gathering time. And because of that, uh, it is time. And this is what I believe wisdom is saying. And I'm standing on it at this particular time is that wisdom is saying a lot of us do not know how to spot or even collect seed. A lot of us are mistaking seed. Are you ready for this? We're mistaking seed for harvest. When I uh, wanted to understand how my grandmother could grow anything, and she she actually said, she said, there's no such thing as, uh, a, uh, as uh, not having a green thumb. And I was like, huh? She said, it's just understanding how to work with the plants and what the plants need. And I remember her teaching, well, I know I remember her teaching me how to take a seed and then give it what it needs so that then it would be strong enough to put in the ground. Uh, there was a time I wanted to plant some stuff and um, we live, like I said, in, in, in a rural enough area where we would still have a a seed and feed store and a processing plant and we would go to seed and feed and I remember looking at the little seed packets and I mean you can buy like a whole bunch of them for a dollar and my grandmother would be like okay you can buy you know this or that and I love to buy the flowers and sometimes I would love to buy uh the veggies and I would take the seed and and she kept a little row in the back and if my siblings are listening to this you guys know exactly that row that she would keep in the back of the house for us to practice with and I remember going and taking seeds and just throwing them in the ground watering it and covering it up she's like no baby that's not how you do it and I remember her teaching me how to get a seed started and that is what wisdom was reminding me of that too many times we take our seed and throw it in the big earth where it will get inundated and then wonder why our seeds aren't working for us. So if you'll permit me, I'm just going to talk really quickly about how you need to nurture seed when you are first working with it. Too many people say, oh, I've got this seed. So let me go into the big world and throw my seed out there and it's going to do what I see other people doing. And you cannot do that because seed is different from seedlings, it's different from sprouts, it's different from plants, okay? So when you get seed, you gotta kind of treat it um, like it's in a womb. And so in order to do seed, my grandmother would have these little trays and she'd put a, she'd put some, uh, what they now call it um, a seed mix. But I remember her mixing some really dark earth and she'd have this peat kind of stuff 
and then she'd have uh, these little styrofoam petals, pebbles that would hold moisture. And she would mix all that together, put it in these little different little pots. And, and she had little bitty terracotta pots. Some people, they'll give you a seed tray, but she would do it there. She would put the seed in. And she's like, you don't want to crowd the seed. Uh, and I remember she wouldn't dig a hole. She would put that in there, put the seed on top. Then she would lightly cover it and then uh, give it some water. And she would cover it over the over where her Tupperware. And she's like, you want to create steam and heat so that it will feel like it's incubating. Then after you would do that and you would start to see the first signs, then you would make sure that you kept it in a warm place and on and on and on. Because um, I'm looking at my time. I'm like, I don't have time to tell you all, all the stuff that I learned. But it stuck with me of how to grow something from seed and it's only once it's got enough leaves on it or sprouts on it for it to sustain itself then she would allow us to take or me take what was in that little terracotta plant potter take it out and then put it in the ground and then that's when we started and my mind was like when wisdom was like, this is what people are doing with their seeds, what you used to do of making the mistake of taking the seed and putting it directly in the ground and expecting it to work when it's inundated because it's not strong enough. So when it's time to start gathering your seeds, what you want to do is you want to learn and spot them because they are opportunities. Yes, most people don't realize that seed is opportunity and opportunity never looks like its outcome. There's a famous statement that says most people can't spot opportunity because it's either dressed in overalls or looks like work. And if you ever take something from seed, you know, it's a lot of work. It's going to be at least about uh, depending on how long it's going to be days to weeks. I, I remember my grandmother also taking certain things that she was like, OK, we're not going to start this from seed. And she'd put it in a Coke bottle with water in it and then wait for the sprouts to come out and before transferring. So over and over again, I saw this not realizing that this was the wisdom that it takes, that you're going to need to give opportunities time to sprout and grow strong enough before you put them out in the big bad world to do what they need to do. And I know I'm using a lot of agricultural things, but to me, I believe that that will permeate your spirit and your subconscious to start spinning off new ideas for you to get your ahas from it. So once you start learning what these opportunities are and you learn how to treat them as seed before you try to plant them, that's going to give you time to learn how to take care of them, protect them, give them the right environment and practice because you will get to the point where you don't spoil all of your seed. That was another thing that I learned. You the reason why they give you so many seeds in a packet is because some of them are going to be spoiled. Remember when we talked about seeding and we talked about how the strongest seeds are, are not put together. They're put with weaker seeds to help the weaker seeds to grow. Same thing here. All right. So I think y'all got it. Uh, so with seed time gathering, learning how to get seed into a strong enough position of whether it's a seedling, a sprout or whatever, so that it can sustain itself. The next thing to do is to start learning to look for, are you ready for this? Look for the seed of different. And what I mean by that, I was going to make an entire uh, podcast about that, but I was like, how can you make that podcast when you haven't given them this one first? Wisdom. <laughs> so when you look for the seed of different, the seed of different is always going to be that mutation or that iteration that's going to lead you into the next. So 
your seat could have been a paycheck that was coming to you every um, other week or um, bi-weekly. I mean, well, that's the same thing or twice a month or once a month or whatever. But now your seed of different is a royalty check or a a one-time payment for services rendered or whatever. That's going to be your seed of different. And once you look at that seed and you learn how to germinate more of it, flour, water, container, air to get more of it, you start putting it out there and guess what? It starts coming around quicker and faster because you got many seeds at work for there. I've seen so many people who reject opportunity and good seed because it doesn't come from the seed that they were used to. Just because it's not a direct deposit paycheck every 1st and 15th does not mean that it's not a good seed nonetheless. So that's how you start gathering and learning how to spot them. And so, whoa, my time is going. I got a few more things I wanna talk to you guys about. So when you start looking for the seed of different, Pay attention to cultivate it. Like I talked about my grandmother teaching me how to take something from seed to seedling and then to plant. Um, And this is a thing I've already said, and I want to say it one more time here. Stop confusing seeds with harvest. Anytime you get something, start to get in the habit, if you will, of evaluating, is this a seed? Or is this a harvest? A seed is something that you plant to grow, to make more of. A harvest is the bounty from the, the matured seed that has become the thing that, that throws off over and over again. And one of the quickest ways to know if you're dealing with seed is, is if you consume it, is there more of it coming? And a lot of people, hopefully you're going to have that aha moment right here where you're going to be like, oh my God, I've been eating my seeds. Because if you use it as a harvest and there's nothing that comes from it, that means you ate your seed. So that's one of the biggest things that wisdom wants us to know. And the reason why is because we are now moving. And I've been looking at the different movements. And back when my mom was um, a kid or, or grown or whatever, they, they were in the time of experts. My grandmother was in the time of leaders and um, people of, of power where they just told the masses what was going to happen. Then my mom, uh, she when she was coming up, it was all about being an expert. That's when you could see it in the ads. Five out of ten, five out of six dentists agree. That was a whole expert thing. But then they moved into the builders and the builders. So we moved from uh, leaders to experts to builders. The builders were those that were like, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to go and build up, you know, and build my empires or whatever. And so they would take and assemble stuff and and throw off big um, corporations and that kind of stuff and have a lot of workers under them. But now we're in the time of the makers and the makers are different because the makers know how to make yeast out of catching the yeast from the air. And this is where we are because the time of the builders of of building the big corporations so that people can work is not as big anymore. And you must learn how to become a maker. And you become a maker by learning how to capture seed, make seed, nurture seed, bring seed all the way up to harvest and understanding where to find your seed and how to gather it, when to gather it. And so these are the things that wisdom is saying to us, welcome to the age of Aquarius where there is water plentiful and only those who know how to make out of what seems like thin air are going to survive. 
So I hope this is healthy because guess what, y'all? Mm-hmm. My time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Mwah. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share. And if you want me to cover something, check the show notes for how to contact me. And I thank you so, so very, very much. So I want you to go out there, challenge yourself, find, make, or cultivate your seed today. That's going to do it for me for now. I will see you guys soon. Thank you so much. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.